Hey everybody, Dustin and Deidre from Could It Be an Oak Island Podcast here. We are ready to kick off season nine. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we just want to let you know this episode is a bit different than the rest because this is not like a recap like we usually do. This is something we did before the season started and we wanted to bring it to you on the podcast to enjoy like the rest of our listeners that got to experience it live. Exactly. As you know, we did something very similar last year before the season premiere we had laird and steve on with us so of course we invited them back and we got a bonus we did we got a bonus we got hearts for scott we got scott barlow hanging out with us uh, along with laird niven and steve guptill it was amazing it was legit and you guys are going to get to listen to that right now all right let's tee it up There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey, hey. It's Oak Island Day. Yeah, we we have such a, an amazing night uh, planned. Um, yes, today is the premiere of The Curse of Oak Island, Season uh-huh. 9, and we have some amazing guests on with us today. Um, as you can see, we have Laird Niven, archaeologist. We have surveyor Steve Guptill and Jack of all trades. Well, not, it's not, not Jack, but... He's a Scott of all trades. He's a Scott of all trades. We have Scott Barlow in the house. Um, what's up, guys? Welcome to um, pregame for the first episode of season nine thanks for having us well thanks for coming back (laughs) that's true it could have been such a bad experience that you were like that's gonna be a hard pass for me (laughs) no no. uh we we just want to say thanks so much for being here we are going to uh pull up questions from our uh well viewers and Mm -hmm. listeners and um let's start doing it all right so sorry i was just doing the share that i needed to people are freaking out i'd like to point out because scott is a bonus tonight yeah we didn't we didn't know that scott was gonna be here so i'm excited he's a surprise it's always a good surprise yeah so thanks thanks for being here all right so i'm pulling up the questions i have uh, already but feel free to ask some questions in the chat and we will get to them and uh we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight so let me pull up uh what i've got and First question I had was from Becky Davis. She was so curious about the war room and how often do you guys do those war room meetings? Is that like you do it every day? Is it every other day? Is it once a week? It varies widely. It does. It varies with the weather. So rainy day, you end up with a a day full of war room. Mm. (laughs) I guess that makes sense. That sounds very fair weather treasure hunter. To say we don't work in the rain. <laughs> oh. Well, we see it awfully muddy there, so we, we expect the, the rain is heavy sometimes. And, mm-hmm. you know, what better to do than go seek out the shelter in the war room mm-hmm. and uh, uh, talk about all the things you've discovered or or whatever, everything you're looking for. Well, I would right. think there are, there are, I don't know, three to six war rooms. Oh, yeah, one a day. I'd say one a day is if you have an average. Okay, that's cool. It depends on what we have to discuss, whether it's fines or what's coming up for work or you know planning whatnot. Okay, cool. Yeah, I uh, I, I imagined it was uh, less often. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, you know, me too. I thought actually. it would maybe be maybe once a week, maybe twice a week. So that's cool. Let's see here. What do we have in the chat? So, Susan. Mm-hmm. Let's see, sure. She wants to know if there was a big find this season, <laughs> dot, 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 as big as the lead cross. Ooh, what can you guys say about that? Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, we got to try, though. I mean, like, come on. Can't, can't hurt a girl for trying here. Let's see here. Yeah, so I've got another question here from our good friend, Boki, mm-hmm. Boki Lee. Um, so... Can each of you say something that's not one of your sayings, such as, can, I need, we need to hear somebody say, 
uh, it's a Bobby Dazzler, or we need to hear somebody say top pocket find, or, um, you know, like maybe one of the Terryisms. You know, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Bingo. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> I see that one all the time. If you want to see Terry Matson Twix, you say kaboom when he's next to you. I do it all the time. It will never air, but I do to get under his skin. If you want to see Steve Guptill Twitch say, today's the day we make history. There is something that Yeah, that was funny. Kaboom. Hmm. That sounds uh that sounds really fun. I, I played that on the Atari a lot growing up. Kaboom. Kaboom. That was my favorite. Mm. Very fun. Uh also Boki suggested uh that um oh he wanted us to go out into our own driveway and find some artifacts and hold them up to the camera so that uh Laird can tell us what they are. Or what they aren't. Or what they aren't. And it's mostly a joke about Steve because, you know, he finds lots of rocks and we have a lot of rocks in our driveway. <laughs> he can identify those. Steve finds more rocks than anybody else. That's what we're, that's what we're thinking too. Like that's what we see on TV. So is that like the 2000 finds? Oh no, you're going to see him on the, on the wash plant. His hands are just going. <laughs> oh, it's, it's awful. What's this? Is this a rock? What is this? It's wet and shiny. It's a rock. <laughs> I take it off the table. It's wet and shiny, and then I usually negative nib in here. Usually bust it. So. Yeah. yeah, we 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 hear a lot about uh, Laird always crushing everybody's dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a piece of the Bible. No, it's not. Steve's Trees of Park. It's a piece of the Bible. Oh, that was a good day on the island. <laughs> the whole island stopped, and then Laird. <laughs> crushed my soul. That actually aired. Well, it ended up, I don't know, he ended up finding a piece of Columbus's shoe and he was Who was that? Was that uh, Alex? Alex found the, the heel to the shoe? I think so, and I think Steve's dated to it, but he was sure it was a manuscript or something, and Laird's like, that's a, that's a no. Book binding. We have an even more significant footwear find this year. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing right now, Roman. I'm going Dave's <laughs> sandal. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, so, Steve, earlier today you posted something uh, kind of uh, intriguing on Facebook. It oh, says, uh, that? yeah, this year we went deeper. Had We had bigger and better technology, scientific research that leads to silver and and dot 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 your guess is as good as mine <laughs> that's not true you were there don't even <laughs> you'll find out tonight yeah. oh we're gonna find it out tonight we're gonna have to wait for this one i'm gonna hold you to that i think you're gonna find it a lot tonight drilling down i think the episode is the one that we did the technology one mm. uh, that's gonna be interesting too you should tune into the drilling down type that's gonna be just as revealing i think it's the first episode of the Christopher. awesome Oh, of course we're not going to miss a drilling down a Maddie Blake special. Like, come I on! I love the Maddie Blake specials. Um, yeah, so go, it's called going for the gold tonight. Hmm, silver and gold. I guess we might see. Could it be? Could it be? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Yeah. So. Um, what else uh, we got? Yeah. So. Uh, one of our listeners, Janet Scorza, she has a question. Who does everybody's laundry? Yeah. Like, uh, do you guys have to take that home and like wash it all up yourselves? Or we know that you kind of have like multiple sets of clothes. I mean, Jack has like 10 shirts that are all the same, right? They want us to wear the same clothes, you know, often as you can. So sort of continuity so they can go from one day to the next seamlessly. But Doug but like, yeah. Doug the washing machine last year. He tends to get a little dirtier than a lot. Just gonna see that from what's on camera. <laughs> but like Rick wears white pants. So does Gary. And so does Gary. I don't understand how they come clean. Gary doesn't get dirty. Yeah, Rick yeah Gary doesn't, doesn't get dirty. That's right. Oh, <laughs> good call. Good call. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we all do our own laundry. We all have washers and dryers in our that's cool. You don't wash them in the river. It makes sense. Down by the bayou. Sometimes we hose off before we go home. You have to hose Jack off. Yeah. 
Yeah, he hoses himself off, but he misses right. and gets it all over his head and looks like a, a, a creature from the swamp, like literally. Seriously. Hey, oh, um, that's hilarious. Yeah, so... I, I kind of like Bokey's idea. What's that? Pull it up. So he uh, thinks that Steve and Laird should arm wrestle Scott. No, I, I'll concede <laughs> that. I wouldn't. I would Scott alone. No, two on one. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> That's funny. We'll take a picture tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. from uh, one of our listeners, Tara Lorraine, um, she would like to hear a story of funny things from the fellowship in the coming season. Uh, you know, not anything that will like uh, tell us too much, but you have a favorite joke or, you know, anything really funny. Oh, <laughs> there must be something pretty good. I'm writing a book called Shit Steve Guppel Says. <laughs> it's not really fit for TV. It's not really. <laughs> Well, that's entertaining. Can you give us maybe well, an excerpt? What's the first chapter called? Sorry? What's the first chapter of the book called? Well, I haven't got the chapter part. We're just compiling the data right now. Okay. Compiling the data. I'm sure it's a healthy spreadsheet. Oh, Love it. It's spreadsheet. We have a lot. Oh, my gosh. You actually have. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, the best thing that would ever happen to anybody is to uh, be a fly in the wall in the research center at once time. Your life would <laughs> be the same. After. Absolutely. Oh, that would be amazing. Could we like, wait, there's a dog on the island. Could we like GoPro him and like, I'm just saying. Oh, my hat makes me sexy. Ooh, okay. Oh, rumor has it the uh, makeup trailer didn't show up this year. So. Nope. That's on all of us all year long. Yeah. Um, we don't get our faces powdered anymore. No, you're the only one that went for that. That's true. I was the only one that signed up for that. Oh, dear. When you can, you can He says, a happy soul hums. The Bible says so. <laughs> I have no idea that's true. So don't quote the Bible. That's just a quote from me. I have a very romantic voice in my head. In my head. So I was told that I have a squeaky voice on camera, but in my head, I sound very romantic. That's a good one. That's good. That's fun. <laughs> I, I, I like telling stories. It's part of my charm. Um. <laughs> you know, I think you have a nice voice, Steve. I like that out there. This is a good one. I have very quick hands like a cat. <laughs> For some reason, that that one, that one. I think that's one of my that made the wall in the research center. Yeah. <laughs> For Ross? The cocaine oh. of the gods. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we need to make like a, uh, uh, something, something like inspirational quotes from Steve Guptill, you know? That's great. We can do them in cursive with mm -hmm. like floral backgrounds, and mm -hmm. then it's like a quote a week. <laughs> a quote a week? They get about seven a day from Oh, yeah. I make <laughs> I make uh, sorry. I make scenes sexy with my words. <laughs> Where oh, do these things come up? Like, I don't understand how you come up with all these. You don't understand the, what gets said on the island. If it's it's quite a circus. Oh, I believe that. Oh, they I got a lot of time to fill every day. It's become a thing now. Everybody takes notes and then pass them to Laird to compile them. <laughs> Oh my gosh, sure. so this could really get published. Like, uh, I don't think about uh, publishing. I'm just I saying. 1% of what could be said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fine. It, I mean, it could be a History Channel exclusive. They're always uh, looking for some content. It's on TV. Oh, Howard, Howard Stern. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's pretty good. We got some good ones from Steve. What about, I mean, Steve, can you throw them under the bus? May, did Laird say anything hilarious? Can't do it. They're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Burn. <laughs> There's the quote from Steve. They're not funny. The hot spot at lunchtime is the research center because we get so much fun. It's, it's everybody, right? We feed into it. Charles thinks we're all hilarious. Oh, he yeah. laughs at everything. 
the, the beauty is Steve doesn't really get sarcasm. So we kind of go at him like that. And that's what pulls the comments in. That sounds like fun. That's good. Everybody's supposed to just stay in their own area kind of thing. You know, once time, give everybody some space. Because the research center has got myself, Steve, and Doug. But there's like a dozen people or more in there. We all ignore that. Because <laughs> we have a good time. Because they're not funny. Any other one sense is not the same. And he says wow. that one of his top quotes is, I'm effing hilarious. <laughs> that feels like a cursive with a nice mountain bro, sink. Bro, I feel the same way. I think I'm the funniest person He's I know. He's really so not I, funny I at all. No, I get it. This is what I know people. And I'm told I'm not funny, but it's okay. No, I'm the funny one here. Let's see here. Uh, what do I have? Did you have any in there? Yep, I haven't I been paying attention to the chat well enough, and I really should. All right. Well, how about the Awoken one from YouTube? Mm -hmm. The sneaky question that says, I have a sneaky question to find out if there's Fellowship has found anything or not. So will there be a season 10 of The Curse of Oak Island? Ha, ha, ha. It's got her own. Well. <laughs> Did they just freeze? No. Oh, we didn't know there'd be a season nine. That's right. We don't we don't find out a year in advance or anything like that. So, so you take it day by day? Of course. More or less. Very cool. Season nine was two weeks yeah. before, I think. Mine was oh three days before. Yeah, I got a call the day of. So yeah. We know we don't really get much time to prep. All will be revealed. <laughs> hmm. Seems like some of the uh, crucial players on this um, uh, journey need to have a little more. Uh, I mean, they need notice. adequate packing time. Like, I, I mean, I was told on asked on Friday night if they could be there for Sunday. <laughs> okay, so you kind of live like a secret agent. You always have a go bag. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? I had a go boat. <laughs> I pulled the boat out of the building and threw everything in it, loaded the truck and ran. That's very 007 of you to, you know, <laughs> show up with a boat. You never know when you can make your escape. That's right. <laughs> Smart. All right. So that means Scott is the secret agent, the, his alter ego, because he's okay. the 007. Okay. Right. So what are Laird and Steve? I, I don't. What's your alter egos? So, like, Steve is a comedian, apparently. Apparently. He plays both sides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I do have some more uh, viewer questions. So, oh, Tara Lorraine also asked, like, if when you go down to, like, the mug and anchor, what is your go-to order? So what are your recommendations for anybody that uh, heads on over to Nova Scotia oh, yeah. and well, uh, goes to the Muggy Anchor? Because it's a must-stop for anybody that loves Naturally. the show. I always get the black and salmon. Mm. That's scallops. Their hamburgers are good. To be fair, their food in this area is, I think, one of the better places. Food in my home base. Yeah, like the food there is good. They do have good pub food. So, scallops, we got salmon and, and burgers. burgers. That's a wide spread. I mean, it sounds, sounds like any. How's the poutine? That's what I'm most worried about. They don't have poutine. What is wrong? I thought every bird in Canada had that. I know. It's, it's more of a Quebec. You want to bring up that, that question from this Cindy? Cindy? Yeah, Bussy? I thought uh, Cindy had a great question. Uh, she wanted to know if anybody did a face plant in the mud or swamp this year. Did we have a camera? Kyle did. Kyle. Did. Kyle. So, uh, they, did you just reveal Cameron? a new cast member? Did we catch something? 
no, I had some windy times in the swamp with Charles. Nobody fell down. Not like our episode last year where everybody got stuck and everybody got yeah, stuck yeah, trying yeah. to get everybody unstuck. I don't think anybody fell. This year. You fell last year. I have a question for Laird. Ooh. How many archaeologists are on the island this year? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that means 72. Right. <laughs> Same as last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a small army is what I'm hearing, which oh, is great. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Right? Oh, yeah. How big did your uh, trial come out at the end of this year? I, I, have a, I have a whole, I have a variety of different sizes. I don't use my old trial now. I have a new Well, I mean, at the end, well, the beginning of, you know, the year, we talked about your new special trial that was coming that was all beautiful. And you explained by the end of the season. You know, it's usually like a very small pizza slice. I was wondering if it really got, if it stood up to everything you had hoped it would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's going to take a lot of digging to wear that one down. One you used today was very small. That's the new one, too. Okay. Yeah. Jack gave me one, and then I have a bigger version of that one. Did, did Scott get in on the troweling this year? Pardon me? Did Scott get in on the troweling this year? I don't think I did any good trout this year. Did some digging. Yeah. Did some digging. So with a Billy trout. Not with a Billy trout, but also with a shovel. I was Laird's shovel monkey today. Yep. Shovel monkey? (laughs) (laughs) That's a new one for me, a shovel monkey. No, I've decided then that Laird's alter ego must be Batman. Because he would have to have quite the utility belt for all those trowels. True. Besides, if you're Batman, you can be filthy rich. I was going to say, I bet he's, you know, got just as much money as Bruce Wayne, right? That would fit in on the island. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that gold, right? Well, now everybody can be their own version of Batman after they find this gold, right? That's true. There you go. That's true. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Trisha Monaco, one of our good listener friends and listeners, she want, she just had like a statement basically. She said she noted that Rick was looking really awfully happy in the previews with Maddie Blake. So she's suspecting lots of good stuff this year. Any reaction? I haven't seen the preview. Mm. Well, I mean have you seen yeah. happy? You just yeah. so was he in a good mood this year? Is that the feeling you got? A roller coaster ride of emotions. I get it. So did it end on a high? Oh, well, actually, you were rapping. We're still there, yeah. And you're still there. Who's rapping? (laughs) Wicca, wicca. That's all I got. (laughs) A hip hop, a hip to the hip to hip hip hop. No. What was that? He said they're still going. Cool. That's that's good to hear. All right. So Joseph Kmack, I think I hope I said that last name right. Um, what is the plan with the island after you find the treasure? Like, not saying that you did, not saying you didn't, you're not saying that it's this year, next year, or ten years from now. Like, let's say you found a big treasure. Do you know what's going to happen on the island? Any any word? Logistics. <laughs> Not you. I'm the future of the island. Yeah. Well, I'm going to. Rick's goal, I guess we could say this. Rick's goal, his ultimate goal, is to preserve the island. Mm-hmm. You know, and the history and the history of it, and have a place for people to come and, and see. I mean, we have a museum there. We're working on uh, building an archive. Uh, you know, compiling stuff for an archive, which we hope to open in the future. So it's going to be. A, hopefully, it lives on for for some time. Dustin's got lots of ideas for making it a uh, attraction, if you will, um, especially with a Steve-sized dig in the money pit. Yeah. Do you remember last year, Steve? At yeah, before the season started, you suggested I don't remember how big, like two hundred foot wide, three hundred foot deep hole. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's two hundred feet wide, two hundred and thirty feet deep. Okay. Yeah, because he remembers things. <laughs> 
He's your numbers guy. I do all kinds of things. I just, you know, I'm do so them early. <laughs> what kind of uh, hole did you recommend this year, Steve? Oh, I would go at least that big. <laughs> big uh, so the big issue big. is, what do you do with the dirt? Where's it go? New yeah. Island? Build an adjacent, that's the <laughs> environmental uh, repercussions. Make a northern drumlin. There are some hurdles of a big dig. Now, we, we have looked at it. We've gotten some quotes from people. We've had people on the island who give us some advice. There's some hurdles to make something like that happen. Well, I, I would love it if it did. I think any viewer would. But if uh, if it did happen. Not but, saying those hurdles can't be done. Not saying that we won't do it. Yeah. Well, I'm or just... that it didn't happen. <laughs> People think that it's just as easy, just easy, just go in and start digging a big hole. Oh, gosh. No well, way. Like, Deidre and I, we've dug for buried treasure, and a four-foot hole, four-foot deep, four feet wide is hard to do. <laughs> I can't even imagine 200 feet deep or whatever it would be. But it, let's say you did. Let's say it happened, and if and the treasure was found. Like There's Wonka, a big hole left in the ground. Wonka style, well, I mean, a little more be, uh, uh, elegant or modern than Wonka, but like the glass elevator, uh, you get in, you pay, you know, 50 bucks to go down to the bottom of the money pit. And then, you know, you, even, even if, you know, of course, everything would probably be removed at that point, but I would just, I would pay $50 or $100 just to go to the, just to say I've been at the bottom of the money pit. That'd be epic. You have a water issue that you got to deal with too. <laughs> You can pump the ocean dry, but you need a place to put it. Yeah, I don't know. Like how they build the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, the that's true. The eat the uh, towers are like in the in the ground. I mean, they make it so that it's water. And we know now, right? Vanessa knows how to do yeah, that. We had a long that. conversation with her about a Californian some piers. Yeah, she built a side note. She was supposed to be named Deidre. I'm just saying. Oh really? We got a connection. They just did a job in Hawaii. Large cans, 300 and some feet deep, oh and uh, piers for their bases for a, a monorail. Awesome. Cool. They uh, did the seeing. basement of Treasure Island in, uh, not the basement, the foundation of Treasure Island in uh, San Francisco. Nope. No. Vegas. Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's right. Treasure hunting's already in the family, mm -hmm. but you know. Yeah, she's she's cool. We're like we've seen. I think she posted something on mm -hmm. Face or on a, what, Instagram that uh, picture of her next to one of the uh, hammer grabs mm -hmm. that the was claw. on the island this year or something. So, I mean, I'm guessing we see her again. We're excited for that because we missed oh, we Vanessa. Do. But something else we missed is just what's that? Nothing. Vanessa, who? Oh, no, he said you have no idea. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> well, put that in your quotes. Deidre has supersonic hearing. <laughs> I'm just excited for like, you know, things to maybe get a little bit back to normal because last year was so that's a relative. I know, but anymore. like, yes, last year was strange. I mean, the first episode, uh, we, we watch it and I think who was it? Doug and Charles were talking to each other from like 20 feet away yeah, from like each other, you know? And, uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys have like a, a lot of safety precautions out there on the Island, which just makes it, you know, I, we, we watch a lot of other TV too, and people don't have to be 20 feet away from each other anymore. So it's just, it's going to be nice to have a little more normalcy, I think. One, one word I wouldn't use for this year is normal. <laughs> okay. Well, that that's actually excites me now. <laughs> Classic Oak Island. As far as safety goes, I mean, they really do a good job of keeping us safe on the island. I mean, uh, our, whatever, I don't know what Bruce, but he, he goes above and beyond, you know, make sure that everybody is safe and, and where they need to be and has, has everything available to them. And for COVID, I mean, they do, when we're not on camera, there are masks worn around in the communal places. Uh, there is social distancing, like in lineups for lunch and stuff like that. We do testing on the island every, you can get tested at any point in time, any day, uh, but we do regular testing several times a week. Everybody on the island. So it's good. I mean, we're kind of our own little bubble there. Yeah. Very cool. Fantastic. I'm glad you guys uh, were all taking it seriously and whatnot. So that's cool. And it was a bit of a delayed year again this year, like last year. Well, we came, it almost came early and things didn't get started till late. So. 
Um, something I wanted to touch on that? Um, that we've been sharing and really has been awesome is the fundraiser that's going Christmas on daddies. for Christmas daddies. And so that is a oh. foundation or whatever we're not really super familiar with here in the U.S. So when someone mentioned it to me, I was like, what is what is that? What and is awesome. that? That it sounds really awesome from what we understand. And um, so kind of what they do or any of that, if you guys could tell us about it, that would be great. You're the point guy. Yeah, so they reached out. Christmas Daddies is a, a charity here. I, I call it one of the big two in Nova Scotia because it's a huge charity. The other one being the IWK, which is a children's hospital. Um, Christmas Daddies reached out to Laird and I two years ago, I would say. They reached out again over the last winter. Uh, December, January, they gave me a call. We set it up. Basically, we said, hey, what can we do? It's easier if we donate something. So they come up with the idea, maybe get two shirts or two hats, we'll sign them, we'll auction them off. Now, to be fair, they said, you know, they did comparables of other TV shows, and they thought the hats would bring between two and $4,000 each. You know, we've got one at 16000 right now. That's one, um, which is great. So I'll, I'll explain the char charity very briefly. Scott and Larry can fill in. Um, for every $100, it helps a family, so it goes towards her child, um, have a Christmas. So that would go towards the dinner, go buy a gift. I think each gift is $100. So each family that can't afford it um, in Nova Scotia, I think it's, it's Maritimes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so it's yeah. the three Maritime provinces. So that's New Brunswick, uh, Nova Scotia, and Prince Edward Island, for the Americans who don't know that. Um, it would go towards helping families and children have a Christmas. So then right now, um, I know Dale's been doing the promotion. So we have the, there's the two signed hats, one of them that is going to be auctioned off live. Uh, what is the date? Do you have that off the top of your head? December the 4th, I believe. Oh. No, it's it's shortly after the premiere. Maybe it's November the 15th. I, I think that's right. So I know that's going to be auctioned off live. And then for anybody... On the other hat, who buys in? It is for every five dollars you donate, they it goes into a drawing for the hat, right? So, oh no, I know there's a lot of you out there uh, that have donated. Can someone please throw into the chat the link, please? <laughs> Thank you, friends. We heart you. Um, and another important thing is, so the hat that is getting drawn for. I need to know your opinion. We need a vote. Is it purple or is it pink? I think it's one color blonde. So that's going to be two. I'm going to say mauve. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, the website says it's purple, so it's it looks pink go. to me. <laughs> it's been a great debate around here, so um, it's very important to yeah, clarify. That, that's a super cool um, charity. I mean, mm -hmm. it's uh, really cool what they're doing. I think it's kind of like Toys for Tots in America, mm -hmm. right? So. Yeah, we do, we do that here as well. You're right. It's very close. And, and we kind of made a mistake earlier. The draw for the first hat that they opened selling tickets on is on the 15th. I think it's right on the 4th, as you know, where the telephone is. Mm. You're on television live for six hours. Wow. Have a bunch of stuff, and there's local entertainers on there doing their thing, and people call in and donate in, in memory of people or, you know, or something else. It's a really great charity. Yeah. Awesome. And I know they're doing love the it. live draw with our wonderful friends over at the Curse of Oak Island and beyond. Mm -hmm. So uh, another fellow set of podcasters. Um, so if you guys want to see the live drawing, check out um, with Jeff, uh, Jayfree906. Yeah, um, right? And he had actually a really good question. Did he? Oh, this one that, right here? Uh, yeah. This one was particularly for Stephen. Uh, <laughs> want to know if you added a bunch of drill holes to my map? You'll have to wait and see. You can assume the answer is probably yes, but you'll have to wait and see. You might be busy updating your map. No, <laughs> I mean, yes. No, that's exciting. Do you know how exhausting? I mean, it's a lot of work to try to copy Steve's work? stuff and like. <laughs> Put it into a whole mapping database. Like it's a lot. 
it's a lot it's of a guests. lot of work to copy steve's work it is a lot of work to copy steve's homework i mean more or less why because when when that drill finishes we jar the hole and before the drill moves we need that plotted choose the next location so it's it's quick. A, the yeah. drill program is much quicker than i think that you see on tv it happens fast and the decisions happen fast so um, the gyro has air, it aired in season six. I begged them to air it again. I hope they do air it this year. They probably won't. But we have a tool that runs down the hole. It gives us the 3D declination. We call it the 3D dip of the hole. No hole goes straight. The average hole runs about two and a half feet on average, which is pretty straight. Think of it two and a half feet over a couple hundred feet is pretty it's good. Pretty good for a well that deep, yes. Yeah. So, uh, but that changes the direction of where we want to move because if where we want to move is now the bottom hole where the surface hole would be we adjust on the fly and say we've hit a structure that adjusts what we do. So it happens really fast. So Scott and I run the gyro, we plot it, we plot it in 3D space, we add any wood hits or we add any artifacts or whatever. And that dictates where we move and it happens fast. This gets this gets downloaded, plotted on paper, and the next hole planned in the amount of time it takes the drills to pour to that hole. Which is like half an hour. It happened and it, so it's like all hands on deck at the end of the hole. It's you know Scott, myself, Greg, um, those are the big ones. Rick, sometimes if he has time, because Rick has pulled in so many different directions. Who else is part of that? Really, that's it. You and I and Craig, and then Terry, Terry Charles. Yeah, Charles will spend a lot of time at the drill table. So, with Terry. And the drill. The drill. They, they don't have much say in the, they just do. Yeah. But it is quick, we meet, and for the most part, it's Scott and I and Craig, we decide where to move based on the current hole and what happened at that hole. It, it is when the drill program's running, there is no words to describe how busy Scott and I are. Because we're trying to do all the rest of our jobs and keep the drill moving too. I mean, Sweet. I'm all about the efficiency. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan. That's one thing I think we have dialed in pretty good. I mean, it's the drill program, very little downtime. There's a bit of a struggle sometimes when the production wants to do something. And we're, you know, we, this has to keep moving. It's, you know, costs a lot of money to have that drill there. And we, a limited time to drill to get the answer that we want so we can plan our next move you know whether it's the drill or caissons or anything like that we have a small window and we need to take advantage of that time yeah so like scott as the project manager you're just like you have to make sure everybody is nice and efficient yeah like cracking that whip so yeah. we appreciate you for doing so. It's a lot of work. I stand in as his body double in case he didn't know. Um, that way Scott can get twice as much done. <laughs> All about the efficiency. Put a lot of miles on the run of a day. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see maybe this next year, all the guys should be tracking their steps so we can uh, watch them compete and really fine. get a good idea of uh, how much shoe leather they burn. Maybe Columbus. Hmm, I wonder who's, who would have the uh, biggest, highest number. I don't know. Probably Rick. Scott, Scott would walk most on the Scott or Rick, probably, I would say. Because yeah, you just said Rick has pulled in so many directions. I mean, imagine he's just like back and forth, back and forth. Right. Do you want to? Yeah, we got a question that was sent to our messenger, actually, from Sandra Lord. It says, how have the artifacts found on Oak Island suggests a change in the traditional historical story of the area? Say that again. All right. How have the artifacts found on Oak Island suggest a change in the traditional historical story of the area? I think, I think from my mind, it's <clears throat> things are focused on the money pit. And I think now you can see the Smith's Cove and Swamp and other places being pulled away from the money pit uh, as a focus and looking in other areas. It goes back to last year. Um, I think it was Final War Room last year. We did a presentation based on just the artifacts found. I think that aired. And we talked about how Gary's finds have patterns. Um, they change really. They do change the search agenda and almost the complexity of the island, right? If there's a big find and then we focus on that area to see if we can find other ponds. So it, it does change and it changes everything really, right? It changes maybe the who was there and why type of thing. So the finds do dictate a lot of the W's as we're called. Yeah, really, it's changed the, you know, the historical uh, narrative that everybody's known 
past. Yeah. And, and it's shown us there's a lot that we really don't want. And the smallest artifact in the movie, like the cross, for example, yeah. changes what you think about. Yeah, that must have been a crazy day when that one was found. <laughs> Upend everything. No, you said they move them. You know, I'm thinking about moving away from the money pit because Laird is not a fan of the money pit. I would have approached the money pit in a little bit different. Yes. So we talked about this last year. You know, what would Laird do? WWLD. So what would um, that do? <laughs> if. Uh, he was put in charge of the money pit mm -hmm. because they potentially Rick and Marty weren't going to be able to get over and someone had to run point, but I'm assuming they didn't put you in charge and let you run the money pit to start Laird. No, they kept me away from the money. Pit. Well, Marty says it's the fellowship of the dig, not the fellowship of the trial. Sorry, Laird, you know, yeah, it's the same division. So Scott, mm. you're in charge, kinda. What do you, what would you do the in the money pit if uh, you had your own choice? I think we do pretty much everything that I want to do. I mean, Just ultimately, ultimately I'd love to do a big dig, um, mm -hmm. but because of logistics thing like that, we have to have good reason to do it though. So, how big of a dig would you go? I would say 100 feet. Steve likes to be a little greedy. We're not paying for it. <laughs> you need to be 200 feet from 100 feet. We'll, we'll find out, I guess. We, we have more work to do yet before we can put a number on. Ah. We don't need to do it. That's right. We, we've had a very good year. Let's leave it at that. So Sounds how do you feel good. about the idea that Noah's Ark is in the swamp? There's a couple guarantee on that. Oh. Oh. Like, I, there's no way that would have been. I did not see those. And I may have that. Like, with, with there's no way I said that, but I may have. <laughs> with or without the animal? No. I, I mean, I would say that, but they wouldn't hear. Sure, they would. You said there was a ship in the money pit. No, I didn't. This year you did. I did not. So <laughs> Is that in Laird's uh, book of quotes? I don't have that one. In the money pit? There's no way I said no. Yeah. I'm going to start recording. I'm going to put a GoPro on my hat. We have live video. So it's like a, it's a Steve cam. Kind of like, you know, you tune into the live penguin cams at the zoo. Reality show in a reality show. Yeah. It's like, it's a bunch of nesting dolls. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've got a question from Dan Myers. Um, dun, dun, dun. So Dan, this one's for you. Um, you guys' family, you know, we don't want to get too personal or anything, but do they enjoy you guys being on TV? Do they enjoy you guys being part of this big show? I think we've asked maybe you guys that a little bit, but I think it, you know, I, we haven't got Scott's uh, reply. What does your family think about you being on the show, Scott? Well, my kids kind of think it's neat, I guess. We're not big TV watchers, so. Still kind of neat, right? Oh, yeah, I guess they probably friends at school or whatever. I think uh, my youngest daughter was, uh, was telling her teacher about that I was on Oak Island or something like that. She didn't know where I was. And she didn't really think she was serious, right, until she saw me on TV. <laughs> oh, that's pretty hilarious. You're kind of, I mean, you're kind of a big deal. Yeah, you're kind of a big deal. Kind of a boss out there, you know? Yeah, I heard there was like a Scott Barlow fan page about to go up on Facebook for those of you that are uh, wanting to follow along. I'll follow that. Yeah, me too. I used to have one of those back in my racing days. Oh, it was more of a... Wrestling days, is that what I heard? Oh, Scott, we must know more. Oh, that was a long time ago. So? I feel like this must be dug up and you can't find it. I look, it's not there anymore. Oh. That sounds like a challenge, <laughs> and um, I promise I'll find it. Deidre is a treasure hunter. I mean, she'll she'll dig up the past. <laughs> she gets. 
Oh yeah, the Scott Barlow uh, Appreciation Day page event. I mean, there'll be a page, so follow <laughs> along, guys. Keep an eye out. <laughs> hey, so I actually have a my own question about uh, um, social media. I guess. Oh, so, that's true. Um, do you guys have a favorite social media connection to like anybody on the island? Like, uh, like. I don't know. Who do you I, like to follow? Yeah, who do you like to follow? Is there anybody that on social media that you're like, oh man, I love following this person because they post great or funny or insightful things? You mean Oak Island or Oak Island? Yeah, Oak Island really. Both. Yeah. Because oh. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm kind of curious of what the yeah, okay. outside of the island is. You know, because I like to follow uh, like Laird's archaeology page. Mm -hmm. You know, like well, I've been doing lots of that. Yeah. I'm a big Gordon Ramsay fan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you just like to yell at people, or? <laughs> I'm essentially Gordon Ramsay. Is he in Ohio? No, oh, we said both. Okay. Gordon Ramsay's a super famous chef. I'm a big Gordon Ramsay fan, so I I, I thought we were saying on Ohio. They said or outside. Which would give us the option to jump. Yeah. Oh, I, most oh. of us follow each other on Facebook or Instagram. It's uh, I think on the island, most people are Facebook friends or followers, yeah. so that's just a given. Um, I mean, but do you have a favorite <laughs> and why? Well, my favorite is me. Because <laughs> you think you're hilarious? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know. Everybody, everybody posts some good stuff. It depends on what you like and who your friends are on the island. Everybody gets along on the island, but you know, I like to see Scott's post because he posts about his family. I like to see Larry's post because he posts about his family and stuff like that, right? So people you're close with, you like to see their stuff. Sounds good. Very diplomatic. Scott, who do you like to follow and why? <laughs> Nobody in particular. Um, <laughs> Me? Because I'm hilarious? I follow, you know, my friends, whatever. I follow some photography pages because I like photography. I like those pictures. I follow some motorcross racing and some drag racing groups, whatever, or websites. Very cool. Awesome. That's probably it. That's probably it. It's good stuff. We're learning hey, we're, about yeah, hobbies. Yeah, All we're these learning fun about your interests. This is great. Things that you've never heard about, Scott, before. You heard it here first. That could it be an O'Callum podcast? <laughs> your turn. Oh, I do. Uh, I do archaeology, um, ceramics, yeah. and the uh, Second World War. Yeah. Very. And I'm not surprised, actually, <laughs> by. Very cool. What we were trying to get at is we have a favorite. Yeah, we do um chris morford oh my gosh he posts some like really cool stuff and his family's beautiful and, and he's hilarious and the he captions hilarious. are on so, point every i think everybody time. should go out and follow chris morford he's he's great a lot of other people are really great too but mm -hmm. his just to me just stands out i think we're all big chris morford yeah yes. everybody that i like he is a really great researcher and when he comes up when he puts his theory together or his research together is well documented, well thought out. Mm -hmm. I have not busted the Chris Morford theory. I busted a lot of theories. <laughs> it sounds like you're a crusher of dreams now, taking a page out of Laird's book. I can be a crusher of theories. Yeah, Laird crushes our souls. I crush theory's souls, but I cannot crush Chris Morford. Well, Chris Good. Morford's so <laughs> hilarious. You can't crush his soul. I need to see his be beautifully insightful puns. <laughs> Yeah, he's fun. He's hilarious. He's fun. All right, so it's kind of it's kind of time. It is. He's just gonna pour herself one more glass of wine, but we'll probably have to get her to drink it off the air. But um, I haven't even been through half a bottle. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. All right. So, so um, is there anything else you want to say before we go? Any um, anything at all? Just go for it. You guys are gonna enjoy the show. Uh, watch Feeling Down. I think it's gonna be a good one. You should see all three of us tonight. I think. I think we're all in something. I think so. They do. A, the show is always good. I mean, anybody look at the look at the following of his. The, the people that make the show and the, and the crew on the island that film it and, and stuff like the audio guys, the PAs, everybody. It's a great crew. Yeah. They work well together and they do a fantastic job. As you can see, one of the shows the ratings like this for as long as the show is, and there's a reason for that. That's because of the people that put the show together. Yeah, what what doesn't come across is um, all of us together. Yeah, right. All and, and how much that means to 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 us. Mm -hmm. 
if you guys saw how many hours of footage was actually taken on the island just to make an episode or you know you think they make 20 episodes 22 episodes or 24 episodes there's the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage it, it blows my mind that you know it could be six months into it and then all of a sudden they're jumping back to the first week looking for something like how do you yeah. find that stuff how do you insert it it's, it's an mm-hmm. article itself yeah and it, it, it's, it's amazing it really is. We still need a blooper reel. <laughs> oh, no, I think there must be two seasons. <laughs> we have a lot of bloopers. Just yeah. the stuff that we say on the camera that we can make bloopers. Would be, yeah. It, it would be hard to cut around some of the things that we talk about. It's true. Because we'll talk about something very serious and then we'll like throw in some jokes, and we, which we know will never air. And then we'll go back and we'll talk about something serious. So they can make bloopers just off stuff that we say. So get basically a whole season or two just of bloopers. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. They could do a season of bloopers. A few episodes of Gary-isms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the things I proposed last year um, was Oak Island animated series. Mm -hmm. needs to happen. You guys can voice all of your own characters. It would be be awesome. Educational. I mean. Scott's not going for it. Look at his face. I'm down. I can just sit here and talk. It'd be great. I would love it. As opposed to any other day. I was gonna say <laughs> you'd make a great cartoon character. I would make a great cartoon character. Well, we did like we, there was that app where you put somebody's face into it and it turns them well, into. Yeah, yeah, we did that last year, and everybody looked so good. Especially Doctor uh, Spooner. Spooner, he like his uh, picture translated really well to that. He looked like a Pixar character. He perfect. was made for Pixar. Mm-hmm. I think he sort of looks like a Pixar character. <laughs> I think you could be Rocket Boy. Remember Rocket. Oh, I love Rocket Boy. Yeah, I think you could be Rocket Boy. There you go. There's a project for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Major, good on it. I've heard of that and some bubble guppies. So. Yeah, so that's why. You looked in the mirror. Yeah. I could do that. Guys, when you have wonderful ideas for me to Photoshop, you should be sending them to me. Like, yeah. he's like, there you go. <laughs> Ask for Steve. <laughs> Well, there's a whole book on Steve, apparently. apparently. So I guess we could do a whole blooper show on Steve. Yeah, marketing's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Available to select the audience near you. <laughs> is that, what does it have to come with, like, one of those censorship ratings? Mm-hmm. Oy vey. Okay, so I guess... Be blank, so, yeah. Ooh, te- Houston, Texas Dave says an Oak Island comic book. Should Ooh. do it. It's just leaving money on the table at this point, you guys. Like, right? that's just printing money. We have all these good ideas for you. That's illegal. Don't print money. <laughs> yeah, we, we, sign, we sign contracts. That's right. You sign contracts that you can't print money? <laughs> we can't make money from the show. Oh. Well, I mean, well, you're getting paid. If, they, if they hire I you hope. to voice your character on the, the animated series, I mean, there you go. Yes, other people. All right, so I think we're done. Right? Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap we'll let, up. We need to let everybody get to Maddie Blake. Get your snacks, yeah. get your dinner, all that good stuff. And then I think that's it, right? Yeah. So, hey, we want to say thank you so much to Scott Barlow, Steve Guptill, Laird Nevin. Uh, uh, I saw somebody in the chat earlier. They, oh, I think it was Boki. Called him the Three Amigos. The Three Amigos of Oak Island. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. It, me- it means the world to us. And... Um, we are very excited to see what you guys find on Oak Island this season. Woo-woo. All right, everybody, have a good night. All right, see you. See you. Take care. <laughs>